All right, uh, Dr. Mike here. So on Monday, uh, we posted what, what really one of our favorite shows. Every, I think it's the first Monday of every month. Um, we post what we call the in and outs. It's the it's the things you want to do to live foreverish, and it's the one thing you don't want to do that's going to stop you from living foreverish, right? Which what does that mean? It means living long, strong, vibrant, um, energetic um, lives. We talk about three things you want to do and one you don't want to do. Well, on Monday's post, check it out at liveforeverish.com, we talked, number one, about caffeine. Now, it turns out, um, just to, you know, you got you to go listen to the whole episode. The, the, it's, it's a pretty complex um, association between caffeine, sh- sugar issues, metabolic health, um, BMI, all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, it turns out people who have more plasma levels of caffeine in their body throughout the day, usually because they're slow metabolizers of caffeine. At, at the genetic level, that's, it's at the gene level that, we, um, that dictates how we're going to metabolize caffeine. And slower metabolizers, those types of people have higher levels of caffeine, even though they may not be drinking as much, right? They just don't metabolize it very well or as fast. They are the ones that have the association to better sugar, uh, better BMI, less body fat, even less cardiovascular disease. So it's a really interesting study how they set it up for the details. Go to liftreverish.com. In number two was walnuts. Woohoo! Food first. Food one in this one. Walnuts. Um, yeah, very interesting study setup. So again, go check it out in the full in the full episode. Um, but walnuts influence gut uh, microbes in a way that leads to better cardiovascular health, right? So you want, so what's the in? Eat walnuts. <laughs> They're really good for you. Um, you get your fiber, you get some good fats, and it turns out that that whole nut, the whole walnut itself contains a lot of good nutrition that leads to better gut health and leads to better cardiovascular health. In number three was salt substitutes. This is interesting. Um, it turns out, we, well, first of all, we get way too much salt. Um, in, in the standard American diet, it's something like 3,400 milligrams of sodium we get every day, the average person. And you're only supposed to get something like 2,000 or something, two, uh, 2,300, something like that. So we're getting way too much sodium. And so you might think, okay, I'll just stop shaking my salt shaker so much, right? Well, that's really not the case because we really don't get a lot of our sodium from ourselves adding salt to food, it really comes in the processed foods that we're eating. Um, you know, we talk about this like added sugar. Think of think of this as like added salt that's just in these foods. It's how you make the foods. As a matter of fact, salt is often a requirement to making these foods. Like, let me give you an example. Ketchup, certain breads, you know, to make those um food sources, you have to use salt. It's a requirement, and the FDA actually regulates this. Well, the FDA, uh, this past March, what, March 24th, released a, a statement that manufacturers can now use salt substitutes instead of salt. Hopefully, that's going to bring down our salt consumption and improve cardiovascular health. So what's the what's the end to living forever-ish with this one? Uh, less salt. Less processed foods would be great right there, right? Fresh foods. But um, maybe this this change in, in the requirement of using salt in processed foods will also help to bring down sodium levels in Americans. Okay. And then what's the out? 
Um, this is an interesting relationship. Um, we've known for a while that dementia patients tend to also have low bone density. And we used to think it was the dementia came first, these patients had less physical activity, and that led to low bone density. That was kind of the and, and, and still, that's probably the general thought about all this. But now some researchers are saying, well, wait a second. What if it's the low bone density that comes first? And they looked at uh, a group of people from this large population study, people who had these uh, bone scans from years and years ago, how many of them had low bone density then and now have dementia, and they showed a positive relationship. So what does this mean? What, what's out if you want to live forever-ish? low bone density. So it's not just about maybe dementias, you know, and more research is needed, but, you know, low bone density leads to fractures, and that's a bad thing, too, if you want to live forever So there's your three ins and one out. Go check out the entire episode at liveforeverish.com, and when you're there, hey, download some more um, episodes, right? And when you do, please like, share, comment, and subscribe. Matter of fact, it's the one-two punch. Give your email and join the family, and then subscribe right there at liveforeverish.com. I'm Dr. Mike. Thanks for listening.